What up, people? Welcome back to the Mind Body Hoops podcast. This is Max. Today we have another guest join us. I was lucky enough to have Brittany Mitchell join me. She's a mental performance coach and helps coaches, players, anybody really trying to perform at their best with their mental performance. We both connected on the fact that we started our journey um, kind of wishing we had a different skill set than we had. So we both kind of pushed similar messages and that's how we, we initially connected. Um, Brittany does an awesome job of, of connecting what she thinks she could have used back in her competitive playing days with some science that she's studied in terms of mental performance. She backs up everything she she recommends for our audience with science. So these things are scientifically proven. Um, I was really just had a really great conversation with her. She's a super cool girl, super knowledgeable in what she does, and she articulates everything very well. Uh, this is one of those conversations I genuinely think that we'll all benefit from if we listen to it maybe two or three times. She gives us some things we could take away and implement to our games now. Um, and again, just mental performance, man. It's such a big topic that there's going to be a lot of episodes on this kind of thing. And she's big on, you know, just enjoying the process and becoming a better human, not just a hooper, but everything she, she talks about on this episode will help you become a better athlete, will help you perform better. But not only will it do that, it'll make us better people. Um, kind of the theme of this podcast um, and what I'm trying to do is just trying to make some some well-rounded humans and and trying to learn myself. So I had an awesome conversation with Brittany um, and I hope you guys enjoy. But before that, if you do enjoy this podcast, please give me a five-star rating. Um, any rating you can give me on the Apple iTunes app does help me get cool guests, helps my credibility in the podcast world. And, you know, I had a great conversation with Brittany honored to be able to talk with her and um if you keep giving me ratings i get to cool keep getting cool people like this so please help me out if you enjoy this podcast it would mean the world to me um and without further ado i hope you enjoy this conversation as much as i did with mental performance coach Brittany mitchell thanks for hopping on the podcast Brittany. we've been connected for some time and it's cool to been it's been cool following you because I feel like our messages kind of are one and the same in a way, but you go much more into depth in terms of the mindset that okay. can help athletes. So I'm, I'm stoked to talk to you and thanks for hopping on. No, I'm stoked. I, I remember when I first found your page, you know, because I, I love finding kind of just, you know, other businesses and stuff that are similar to mine. And I found it and I was just like, I haven't found a page like yours yet where it's like, it's just a great balance because a lot of people, it's mostly a basketball, then a little bit of mindset training or it's like, a lot of mindset training and a little bit of like basketball but I feel like you have a great a great kind of balance do you have a basketball like background as far as playing or coaching yeah I played uh I played through high school and then a year in college um only at the division three level but um I thought I could go into division three and like dominate and I wasn't like full on in on and playing college ball so I decided to go division three and then I actually broke my ankle so Oh, shoot. Yeah, breaking my ankle. Uh, I mean, it was fine. I would have recovered. It was a clean break, which I was grateful for. But it took me away from the game. And then I started. It was the first time I had taken like six months off of basketball in my life. So it took me away from the game. And through that, I kind of um, started following other interests and realizing that, like, OK, there's a lot of a lot of aspects about me that I haven't developed. And so I kind of just decided to step away from the game. And it was actually stepping away from the game that kind of got me into so much of these mental practices that I've adopted now and it 
it was the sense that like I had such a good head of my shoulders with basketball in terms of putting in a lot of work and really pushing my body and doing the work ethic stuff that way but it wasn't the mental performance side of things that I didn't adopt till after playing and then looking back I had realized like wow I can't imagine where I would have been had I adopted these principles at such a younger age and so that's kind of how my page came about was like how can I help people with not only what I know and I probably should help people with what I did better back then which was more of the basketball side of things but yeah. the page has kind of evolved into what I wish I had known at that age and what I think could have helped me not only as like a basketball player but as a human so okay yeah I love that because that's that's basically kind of my story pretty similar story as far as how I got into what I do like I you know I you know we probably have a similar story I played all my life since I was like five and I played year-round club ball all you know pretty hardcore throughout mm-hmm. my whole childhood and um, I got pretty close to my senior year you know in high school and traveling right do, doing the NCAA viewing tournaments this this and that um, playing on a pretty elite club team in San Diego and it really got to a point where I, I hadn't experienced pressure like that up to that point mm-hmm. um, and I really didn't for some reason, I, I, I struggled to, to handle it the right way. Um, and I didn't feel like I had the support that I needed during that, that period of time. Um, you know, so my performance started, you know, declining. I mean, just my confidence was hitting rock bottom. I really couldn't explain what was happening to me to anybody. I just knew that I was just extra nervous, more nervous than I usually am when I play. I wasn't enjoying it as much, you know, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, you play your whole life and, and you're trying to get to the next level. And some of these games, you have colleges come in, recruiters come in, and it's just, you've got one shot. You know, you've got one shot to show them what you got. And I don't know, I think I, I over I was just overthinking it. And so basically, I had a few opportunities to play, you know, at the D3 level um, and one at the kind of the D4 level. But really, I got so caught up in that and that pressure and anxiety and somewhat of a depression that I really decided to take a step away from the game. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to enter into college just as a student for the first time in my life. And, you know, I'm just going to take a break, right? It's just going to be like a one-year break. And, you know, maybe I'll walk on at the college I, you know, I go to. Um, but, but really, like, same with you, it just turned into something else where I started really learning more about myself and learning other interests I had and kind of developing my identity in a more broad sense. And I, and I, you know, I really had a relief about it. Weirdly enough, I thought I was going to lose my mind, um, but, but I had a, a big relief about it and just kind of rode that wave and, and, and never went back to competing, you know, in an organized way. I played intramurals, whatever, but, um, and then I got into sports psychology and it just went from there. I was like, if I had these skills when I was playing, I mean, there's no telling what I could have done, you know? And so that's why I'm so passionate about what I do now. Cause like, I want to be, I want to be that person that I needed back then, you know, to show me that there's a way to get through this. There's a way to, to better handle the pressure and, and all the kind of stuff that's put on you and, and you can, you know, overcome it. So. I, I love that. And I like that how you said you became a more well-rounded identity because for a lot of us, when we're basketball players, we are just basketball players. And I think it's not until you kind of get away from the game that you're able to realize like, oh my God, there's so much more facets to me. Like I'm this such a well-rounded person. And then basketball is just one part of it, an awesome part and a big part, but it's just one part of who we are. And if, if we could have maybe realized that at a younger age and kind of put basketball in its place and being like, you know, there's there's a lot to be serious about and there's a lot to work hard towards but when you at the end of the day in the grand scheme of things it's just basketball it would have not only made us happier people maybe but it would have also helped our performance tremendously so i resonate i resonate with that so much 
Definitely. No, you hit it on the nose. Exactly. So you're a mental performance coach. Um, and, you know, it seems pretty clear cut. Like you help people with their with their mentality and to help their mm-hmm. performance. But for me, it's like I naturally come in and say, OK, what's that look like? What's the process of Brittany working with a client or, you know, a coach, a player or a parent? Like what does mental performance coaching look like? Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, that's a good question because I think that's what people struggle with a lot of times of like they have this general idea of what the mental game is about, you know, what mindset is about, maybe what mental toughness is about. and But they kind of think of it more of just like a, you know, pregame speech or it's kind of the cliche, you know, motivational quotes you find on Instagram or the rah-rah, you know, in the locker room. Um, but really it's it's. I try to explain it. It's just kind of like any other coach you might have, like, you know, a skills trainer, a strength and conditioning coach, um, any type of coach you would have. But I just I just specialize on the mental game. So when I speak with you, that's that's what we focus on. Um, And it's you know, I, I try to keep it kind of, you know, in that light of just more relational. And really what it looks like for me is, is you know, a lot of one-on-one um, sessions with, with athletes and then, you know, team team sessions as well. But really it's about kind of, like I said, getting to know the athlete, getting to kind of know um, what kind of thoughts they're having, what kind of emotions they're having when they compete and what their goals are that's important. Where are they, where are they really trying to go with this? Um, what, what obstacles are they facing along that way? Whether it be, you know, you know, mental obstacles. And then it's really kind of educating them. Like, okay, this is where you're at. And um, here's some mental skills, right? That That is totally backed by research and science. This is not just some, you know, just random stuff I'm throwing at you. This stuff actually works when it's practiced and trained consistently, um, you know? And so, you know, I give them these mental skills. I teach them, them you know, for example, you know, imagery it might be meditation, right it might be might be self-talk transforming that self-talk whatever it might be and it's really and it's really walking side by side with them helping them to kind of practice that on a consistent basis and then uh, integrating that into what they already do um, is, is kind of what that looks like so you study you said you studied sports psychology and, and then this is where you kind of learned a lot of these skills was there anything that like surprised you about what you learned that was like oh my gosh like I can't or did it all kind of make sense as you were learning it um I guess that's what makes me curious is like because a lot of this is backed by science was there anything that kind of surprised you in the process of in terms of the skills you need to build your mentality or was it um all kind of made sense with you and it just came down to actually implementing it I mean a lot of it was stuff that I that it's kind of stuff you know as an athlete right you compete for so long you know they teach you and it's like okay that makes sense I understand that but I think part of it that really kind of is surprising is is like I said really the science behind it so like you know you know deep breathing okay I can understand how if if I take some deep breaths that's probably going to calm me down you know it's probably going to help me before a game or at the free throw line um if I do kind of mindfulness right so the kind of same idea just focusing on my breath and all that kind of stuff like it makes sense but then when you get into the science of it and the research I mean we're talking about mindfulness changing structures in the brain right so changing the amygdala which is a structure in the brain kind of more responsible for kind of emotions right and kind of um, anger and reactivity right that emotional reaction like that structure if, if you practice it enough right consistently hours upon hours like that literally can change so I think stuff like that is kind of like I don't know it's it's pretty amazing to me and I think 
that's what I try to push more so when it comes to this stuff. Because again, I don't want people to think that this is just, you know, just some motivational speaker type stuff or just, you know what I mean? So I'm, we're just coming up with, but this is stuff that's backed by research. And if you invest in it, just like you invest in your strength and conditioning programs, right? All that kind of stuff, all the physical stuff, um, you're going to see results if you, if you commit to it and buy into it, which is pretty crazy. And I'm so grateful that there's people like you that exist that can put the science to it. And then I've actually studied this because I'm over, I'm just like a, you know, a dummy guinea pig that's like literally just trying this stuff out and realizing, wow, this is incredibly powerful for me in my own life. And I have read about some of the scientific research, but it's like I'm in that same boat where I'm, I'm definitely pushing a lot of these things, whether it's journaling or meditation or or whatever visualization and I'm, I'm lacking the, the science so for me to come across someone like you who's able to take what I what I put out there and then put some science behind it it's, it's so empowering to hear that so I guess let's start with that meditation so is that a a or that mindfulness practice we should say is that a common um, skill that you're trying to implement with athletes and coaches and and, and how's that kind of look yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, so my dad taught me how to meditate when I was, I think I was 10 or 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's he's a big fan of that, uh, so he's going to be excited when he hears this, but, um, <laughs> you know, he taught me at a, at a young age how to do it, and so... Basically, I think it's it, I think it's pretty important because really when it comes down to we can we can frame it as mindfulness. We can get into that. But really what it's about, how I like to frame it, it's using the breath to anchor yourself. It's 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 basically taking control of your body, you know, your 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 thoughts and emotions to be able to kind of regulate yourself the way, the way I kind of look at it. So I think, um, you know, if you want to control your performance, you've got to learn how to control yourself. And I think that's one a good thing to kind of go to as far as being able to master the control of your breath, um, being able to slow that down. Um, Because like I said, essentially it slows down your heart rate, all that kind of stuff, slows down your breathing, obviously, and puts you in that, in in kind of the the state that you need to be to kind of be composed um, and and alert and things like that. So, so I definitely, I definitely think it's important to teach to, to athletes. And like I said, I learned it when I was like 10 or 11. So I think down, down to even the youth level is important. Oh, absolutely. And I came, I, it surprises me that, um, to hear you say the science of it and that it actually changes your brain in terms of reactivity because the reactivity part of it alone is such a big aspect of it. It's not the only benefit, but it's one of them that like athletes can be so much more in control in terms of how they react, whether it's to a bad play, a bad call, whatever it may be. Like reactivity is such a big part of the game and how you move forward from little events and meditation can happen. So is it, is there a lot of correlation with how consistently you do it in terms of how it affects your brain? No, yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. I mean, you know, with the research, we're talking about people that they've, you know, having these studies that have done it for thousands of hours mm. um and i think i you know it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it for ten thousand hours before you see changes because i think you know especially from personal experience if, if you get into it and i've got into it you definitely start seeing changes in yourself right you, basically it, it puts a gap between kind of the stimulus and the response right the event that occurs and then the reaction you have right it just puts a pause in the center so you can think about how you want to respond um and and that you definitely see changes in that pretty pretty quickly as you you know consistently practice it absolutely for me especially too so is there anything else that stands out in terms of like common themes when you're when you're helping some of the people you work with are there what are some of the big you know the big nuggets that people need help with in terms of actual skill set development with their minds um, I mean, two things that kind of come to mind right now is confidence um, and, and how they deal with pressure. 
I think confidence is something that that's interesting. Like I said, growing up, I struggled with that during you know the last part of my career, big time. Um, and you know a lot of that came from comparison, you know, to my teammates and uh, um, how I dealt with pressure. But I think what I try to what I try to kind of say is that the truth about confidence is that it's it's not always there. You know what I mean? Like, like even with professional athletes or those, you know, compete in the Olympics or whatever at the highest level, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that they're always confident. You know what I mean? It just means that they perform anyways. You know what I mean? Like they, they trust their training. They trust their preparation. They might be feeling kind of a certain way in the moment, but they just compete anyways. And on top of that too, it's, it's how they perceive kind of their emotions and and, and and their body's reaction, right? So during a pregame, you know, situation, you might have some jitters, right? One athlete's going to think, man, I, I'm pretty nervous right now. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm confident. You know, I'm having some self-doubt, right? But the next athlete, the one who's mentally tough, is going to experience those jitters and say, you know what? I'm ready to go. Like, I'm excited right now. Like, this is this is my moment. And, and, and I'm just, I'm excited. And, you know, and they, so basically it's how they perceive um, these things too kind of determines that confidence piece of it. And then, you know, onto pressure too. This is kind of an interesting thing because I think people have different opinions on it, but, you know, does pressure really exist? You know, is it something that we we kind of as individuals place on ourselves, or is it really, really out there? You know, I can understand how, how people might fall on, on either side of that because I think culture and the way that you sport or even, you know, the NCAA system is set up, you know I mean, the culture of it, there's definitely... I think pressure that's involved in that and a lot of expectation. Um, but again, it, it's it's the same deal, just how you perceive that situation. I think elite athletes, they see pressure as a privilege, you know, um, it's just like, it's an honor type of thing. And, and they, and again, they just compete through it. Um, so I think it's, it's just how you see those things. And, and that's the thing with, with mental training. When I was a kid and I would see, you know, I'd be playing in these tournaments and all this kind of stuff. And I'd see my teammates and we're, you know, about to play the championship game and they're just cool, calm and collected. You know, they're, they're just game face on ready to go. And I'm over here freaking out. I'm thinking, why can't I be like that? Yeah. You know, do they raised different than me. You know, did they have a better coach along the way? Like, how come I can't be like that? Is it personality? You know, is it genetics or something? Like, I literally was, was struggling with that. And really what I try to try to preach is kind of like mental training, like it can be trained, right? It can be taught. So, um, you know, as far as being able to perceive pressure as a privilege and being able to, you know, increase your confidence or compete, you know, regardless, these are things that you can actually train. You know, it's not just what one kid has and you don't have. Um, and I think that's important, important to say. Yeah. And that's that's for sure, like the most common question I get is how do I deal with confidence which is one almost one in the same with like how do I deal with pressure and, and how do I get confident in those high pressure situations I love that you say like pressure is a privilege I try to remind myself that if I get nervous for you know say whatever it is just to, to shift from from how can I perform so well to like how can I be grateful for the fact that I even am a little nervous changes yeah. so much it's such a it's such a quick shift in your brain and it's almost all kind of like a perspective shift so going back to the meditation giving you that that space in between stimulus and reaction that athlete who maybe feels that that nervousness and those nerves before the game and the other one who feels those same things but has that space in between to say okay this is ob obviously normal like this is a big game this is a big moment obviously I'm gonna have some jitters but I'm grateful that I get to be in this game I get to be excited that I get to be in this game and they get to fall back on their 
they're training more so than the other person who's like, why am I feeling this way? What's wrong with me? And so there's so much value in what you just said. I could, <laughs> I could unpack that for hours, but right. where, where are some things we could point my audience and your audience to? Like, what can we try right now in terms of maybe let's say how to begin to train your mind to be more confident in those high pressure moments? What are some maybe one to two things that we can try today that will begin to add that skill set to developing? Like you said, we can build that mental strength. How can we start building that today? Um, yeah, maybe two things. So one, I would say, you know, we're already talking about it. I think practicing, you know, mindfulness or we'll just call it deep breathing. And I think um, it's so funny because, you know, we can, we can, you could take in this information and, you know, basically tomorrow have like a high pressure situation or maybe you have a presentation in class or whatever and, and try to use deep breathing like minutes before. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but like, I, I think I, I've tried to do that before where I haven't. <laughs> with it and it really doesn't work because you're like minutes before this event and it's like it can be hard sometimes to really kind of regulate yourself and bring yourself down so I think what's important is to train yourself you know not just when those moments come but on a regular basis right so um you know you can practice a deep breathing technique and you know one that i like to do is kind of a four in six out breathing technique so it's four seconds of you know in inhalation pause for a second and then exhale for six seconds making sure the exhalation is slow um long and controlled and basically just do a few rounds of that you know what i mean in the morning when you wake up um while, while you're walking to class or you know wh- whatever you do wherever you're at at work or while you're driving um but really it's just practicing that just for a minute just focusing on your breath just for a second because i think that's that's what it is really when when you're in those press situations that's that's what you're training your 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 body and your mind to do right so you're in a pressure situation and, and the anxiety is there and, and the environment is chaotic just for a second i'm going to focus back to my breath Right. And that that ability to be to go internal just for a few few seconds and reach that stillness and kind of that calm, that calm is is important. And I think it but it has to be trained um, to be able to kind of bring yourself down in those moments. And so you recommend so you recommend sorry to cut you off. People just do that, you know, even just a couple minutes of of doing the four seconds in six seconds out so that moving forward when they hit those pressure situations, they have that to fall back on. So just a few minutes even helps, huh? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, because I mean, again, it's just like you're you're just making it a regular thing, you know, so when when the pressure is on, it's not, you know, abnormal for you. It's kind of just like you've been there and you you have that ability to to regulate yourself easily. Totally. And then uh, secondly, what I would say pretty, pretty easily, um, I guess I would just say self-talk, you know. Um, I think a lot of times we're not even aware of what we say to ourselves all day long. You know, you might ask an athlete, like, what is your self-talk like? You know, and, and I've been asked that before, you know, before I was even into this stuff. And it's like, I don't really know. Like, I, I don't really, I just know I'm not feeling that great, but I don't really know what I'm saying to myself, you know, and it's probably not good. Um, so I think just, just think about that as an athlete, increase your awareness of what are you saying to yourself all day long? Cause we, we all do that, you know, naturally we, we say things to ourselves and we have thoughts throughout the day. Um, especially when you're at practice or you're competing or before games or when you, you know, make a mistake, like what, what is, what is your natural reaction to that? Once you become aware of that, I would say on a daily basis, you can start training and start practicing, you know, positive self-talk. You know, just, have, just saying positive things to yourself, encouraging yourself, because um, really that what that does is just you're taking control of, like we said before, kind of your perception and, and how you respond to things. 
right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful to be here, you know, or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? Just positive affirmations that you say to yourself and train, train yourself to say it throughout the day. Um, you know, it's not easy to do, but I think if you're intentional about it, you can sprinkle it in. Um, and it's obviously going to translate to your competition and, and how you perform. I think self-talk is one of those things I used to struggle with and still maybe do is I have this like high achieving mindset where I, I feel like I'm maybe never doing enough or so it's easy for me to be, beat myself up and, and have that self-talk saying like you could be doing more. What are you doing? You could be doing more. Um, and so to hear, you know, have that positive self-talk is a great skill set and it's something I work on. But to build that awareness to say, you know, like get aware of your self-talk. Is there any how, how does someone go about that? You know, hopping into that might be a big challenge. Is there anything that you can say or you know, any perspectives you can bring to say, like, here's some moments that you can to have that awareness on your own self-doc, because like you said, it's sometimes we, we're never aware of kind of how we're treating ourselves until we we develop that awareness practice. So how does someone go about starting to develop that self-awareness of how they kind of talk to themselves? Um, I mean, one thing you can do, and I, I've been instructed to do this before, but really, for example, you know, um, before like a, a class presentation one time, um, you know, you know, I, w- I would get really nervous during school and stuff. And I had someone kind of instruct me like, while you're waiting at your desk, waiting for your turn, I want you to write down every thought you're having, just any negative or just any thought you're having while you're sitting there waiting, right? You just write it down. And by the time it was over, I had a whole page of just random thoughts I was having. And it was kind of cool to kind of go back to see really, really kind of what my mindset was during that time. But so that's one thing you can do is, um, you know, and that might be kind of hard to do, but maybe find finding a period in your day or maybe, maybe it's pregame or wherever you feel like you tend to kind of really have that self-doubt maybe you don't have the opportunity to write it down that moment but basically pick pick a moment during your training routine or just kind of your daily routine where you're feeling kind of that self-doubt or not feeling at your best um, and be intentional about kind of noticing those thoughts Um, you know and I understand it could be hard to do but I think really what it comes down to is being intentional I think if you're intentional about it you you can notice a few um, and, and kind of pick up on that and and you know little little bits of self-awareness go a long way and, and can kind of help you transform those those uh those statements totally i love that just going in with the intention of it almost is enough it's sometimes like going yeah. in with the intention that you want to be more mindful and aware is is huge i resonate so heavily with what you're doing um what's your end goal like what do you what do you hope to bring to the basketball world what would be like a success in your eyes um for in terms of what you're doing Man, that's a big question. That's a huge question. I just <laughs> thought of it on the spot. I don't know if I could answer that. <laughs> I mean, it's good though. I mean, I think first off, I mean, basketball is my background, and you know, it's probably where I do, you know, easily where my work kind of comes from because it's my life story almost. But yeah, I think yeah. I want I want to reach other sports as well. But just in general, kind of, I guess, what am I trying to do with this message and in, in this kind of what I'm doing? Um, I don't know. Like I said before, I want to change. I want to change sport culture and specifically youth culture, I would say, but really just changing the way that people um, think about think about mental toughness mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, is it something that they're just born with or something that, you know, one person has and the person doesn't. I, I really want to push that message that trust me, you can train it and you can do it. 
right? If you commit to this, if you buy into this, I promise you, you're going to see improvements in your game um, and you're going to be able to reach new levels of potential that you didn't, you didn't even know were there. Um, and secondly, you're going to enjoy the journey far more than you have before. I think that's, that's what I see a lot of times, especially with just the sport culture. Now it's, it's like, you know, 24 seven grind. It's, it's, you know, ball is life. It's just like, this is it. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's, it's, I know if, you know, you enjoy the game, but I think at a certain point, sometimes it starts feeling like a job, right? The pressure starts coming, scholarships are, you know, on the line, things like that. Um, and nowadays it's getting even younger, you know, with 10 year olds, with like 15,000 followers, right? And, you know, media outlets, you know, totally. keeping up with them, stuff like that. Um, I just want to make sure that we're not losing the, the genuine love for the game along the way, you know, and the, and the thankfulness for, for being able to play the game. And so I think mental skills training allows for that, right? So that you can go through this, this process you can lean on these mental skills and it's going to alleviate some of that pressure and alleviate some of that anxiety so that you can just compete and just just love doing it right and have the resources and the tools to handle the adversity you're going to be fine you know and just go through it um and enjoy it so those are kind of two things that come to mind i love that i love you dude man like that's the best <laughs> way you that's the best way you could have put it is that I don't know. It's almost as if it's a counterculture these days to be pushing these things that like help people obviously in their performance, but also help them as people help them enjoy the journey along the way. There's going to yes. be more well-rounded, take more pressure off of yourself. Um, have more fun while you're doing it. Almost take yourself a little less serious, but like obviously take the sport very serious and then you'll end up performing better. So I appreciate what you're doing so well. And you just articulated that so well. So I don't even have anything to add. Um, I appreciate you hopping on so much. Where can people find you? Like, I know immediately people are going to be hooked from this conversation. Um, I know you have more for us. Your content's amazing. Where can we find you? Thanks, man. Um, so basically, uh, Instagram is kind of big for me right now. So Heart and Soul Consulting is that page. Go on there. Follow me. You know, content is pretty, pretty, you know, constant on there every week. Um, I'm on Twitter as well, um, at HS underscore underscore consulting. Um, but my website, so if you're interested in training with me, my website's kind of the, the go-to to really sign up for that. So that's www.heartandsoulconsulting.org. Go on there. I have a little something down at the bottom, kind of fill in your name and kind of your information. And then you can kind of sign up for a mental training program there. Um, also, I'm on YouTube. Go ahead and check out my YouTube channel. Just search Heart and Soul Consulting. Um, I have videos on there, training, training videos. Um, but lastly, I just kind of dropped a new project uh, this month that I really feel is going to change kind of the game as far as mental training. Um, and it's called the the Mental Minute. And so basically, what it is, it's it's a project that's on all music platforms: iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. Um, anywhere that you listen to music, go ahead and search it on there. The Mental Minute. It's by me, Brittany Mitchell. Um, and essentially, what it is, it's it's me as your personal mental performance coach talking to you over a hip-hop beat and I have five mental game topics on there so we're talking about confidence we're talking about pre-game routines visualization mindfulness and also post-game analysis um so what I, what it is it's just I'm just guiding you through those things I mean it's it's basically convenient it's convenient it's it's relevant it's relatable and it's something you can just turn on before your before your competition wherever you're at while you're training integrate it into what you already do and it's basically just quick and easy mental training that you can integrate into your day um, and really just kind of get used to this stuff 
I love that, Brittany. And I highly recommend my audience to check it out. I mean, those things that you can just plug in your ears throughout your day. And she really did make it convenient for you. It's huge. That's what that's kind of how I got into a lot of my mental practices is, is finding a way to implement it into your daily life in an easy way. And I think she did a great job of doing that. So, Brittany, thanks for creating that awesome program. And then thank you for hopping on this podcast. It was awesome. Hey, I appreciate it, Max. This was really fun. And that's it, guys. Thanks again to Brittany for hopping on the podcast. And for anybody who enjoys this podcast, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your support. If you do enjoy this podcast and want to support me and continue to help me get cool guests like this, please give me a rating on the Apple iTunes app. Five stars. If you like it, that would mean the world to me. Help get my credibility up. Help boost my ego a bit with some more ratings. And uh, most importantly, just trying to get more cool people on the podcast. And if you could help me out in any way, it'd be appreciated. Um, But until next time, thanks again for listening as always. And I'll see you guys next time.